Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Making Learning Special, where we discuss everything from parenting tips and strategies to early childhood development, all the way to the realities of parenthood. I'm your host, Madonna Lazo-Smith, and with me is my co-host and husband, Zach Smith. And today we're going to get into the nitty grittiness of parenthood. You, you, sound, you sound too happy about this. Let me say this, okay? <laughs> today, we're going to talk about how parenting sucks sometimes, okay? Let's just call it what it is. Not every moment's going to be happy, happy, joy, joy. Not every moment's going to go according to plan. Not every kid is going to listen when you need them to listen. Sometimes parenting sucks. Yes. And when you do not like it, how do we act? We're talking about that today. How to regulate yourself in order to properly regulate your child. Because we already know when you're in a heightened emotional state, you can only feed into your kid's emotional state in a negative way. That is what we're talking about. Sometimes this stuff just sucks. Let's just call it what it is. We love these kids to death, but mm -hmm. sometimes you just want to toss them out the window. Now, <laughs> and of course, of course, we do not, we will never do, we don't condone that. Okay, relax. We don't ever do that. But sometimes your head will be in a negative space. Okay. So Madonna, what the heck can we do when we're just like, we're at our wits end? We've surpassed that threshold where we are unable or unable to just think logically. We are losing our mind. We're pulling our hair out of our head. We're like tired. We're, we're stressed, whatever, you know, all those negative emotions that come with the child not listening or doing this and that. What do we do here? Help us. <laughs> well, let's like, let's talk through it. So my question is, how does your little one trigger you and how do you respond, right? What are your triggers? I think we should talk about that. And hey, warning, they might trigger you right now, just talking about it. So Zach mentioned when your child's not listening, maybe when your child's having a tantrum, when they're being unreasonable or because they're kids, immature, when you're already frustrated about something and have had a bad day and they just put that cherry on top when you're carrying over those feelings from something else right um and when you are taking things taking things personally from what they've done or what they said these are some triggers can you think of some triggers zach because this is a big thing of, of how children how make kids us mad trigger us. yeah how, oh yeah how do we have do we have a couple us? hours do we have a couple hours here so let me uh <laughs> yeah. No, no, look, okay, so there's many things that can really make us mad, whether it's intentional or not intentional, right? Sometimes kids will make us mad because they're just doing things that kids do. Sometimes they make us mad because they're purposely doing things they know they're not supposed to. That's what's so difficult about this. Sometimes there is, I don't want to say ill intent necessarily, because we know that kids are just being kids, but sometimes they're defiant on purpose. And sometimes they're just doing things that are annoying because that's the nature of kids, right? So let's start at the very uh, beginning, which would be, we'll start at night, actually, as a matter of fact, nighttime. What is your kid doing at night? Is he listening? Is he following directions? Now I'm talking about the kid, not the kid that's in the crib. The kid's in the crib. He's locked down. All right. Once you throw him in there and as long as he's not able to come out, he's in there for, for the night. But once your kid graduates into a normal bed, he now or she now has the ability to get up, cause a ruckus, <laughs> make a mess, get into things he or she's not supposed to go into your room, make noise, bug you. It when you're tired, 
uh-huh. and you are tired, it can be very irritating. So that's one of the things when your kid is just not staying in bed like you're supposed to. And that's something that we're currently dealing with right now. Um, when you're trying to get your kid to go to sleep right now, Ace is being a little bit more independent. We're having him sleep on his own. Now it's taken him a quite some time, but now he's getting very good at least staying on his bed and laying down. He just stays there staring at the sky for like an hour, but Hey, he's listening. So it's getting better. But before that, you already know how he used to be. He'd be rolling around, kicking the wall. Like, dude, why is your butt and legs on the wall? That's not how doing we sleep. Some What's yoga going on here? Or, yeah, oh, doing some another, yoga poses. <laughs> or another trigger is when your child said when they're communicating more effectively, but they say things like, I don't like you or go away. Yeah. How or did this that morning, trigger you? This you very know? morning when I told him that he's like, I want to play. I'm like, awesome, dude. But if you go get ready while I get ready, I'll play with you for a little bit before we head out. And he goes, no. I'm like, boy, what do you mean? No. He's like, no, I don't. I don't like that. I'm like, all right, dude, check this out. And you already know I've had my discussion with him about what obligations and mandatory things are versus like wants and whatnot. So that I said, this is one triggering, of those things, right? It is very triggering. Right. But these kids don't just don't, you have to teach them the difference between an obligation and just like, I want you to do this, right? Like you have an option or you have no option. There's a clear difference. Right. But regardless when they don't listen, it's frustrating. So he's like, no, and I was okay because he didn't pass that, get to that point. And I don't want to get into the like how I overcome that just, just yet, but it's irritating. He co- becomes very defiant once he starts realizing that there is power in words and there is power in choice. He wants to practice that power. So when he wants to do something, he will do it. When he doesn't want to, he will tell you he doesn't want to do it and then not do it until you t- get him to realize that he, he needs to. So that's, an, that's a perfect example that literally happened just this morning. He'll say no. So, okay, overnight, that stuff could be very annoying. In the morning, we're trying to get him doing his routine, right? Changing to his, di- his diaper from to his underwear, brush his teeth, all this and that. He doesn't listen. He doesn't necessarily stick to it. That could be kind of annoying. Trying to get to him ready for preschool. You have to repeat yourself a lot. Repeat, mm-hmm. repeat, repeat. As and parents, we know that's just repeat, what you got to do with kids. Repeat. You just got to repeat all of the time <laughs> with kids. That's just the way it works. But it is very, very annoying at times, right? Because it's just like being on repeat all the time sounds like you're just being ineffective, even though we know in the long term it is definitely helping. Yes. But it could be a little irritating at times when you're just like, oh, why isn't he listening? Why isn't he listening? Why isn't he listening? Even though we know that's really what it takes in order to get a pattern or behavior or a habit down. So that's very irritating too. When he's trying to, we're trying to make him eat and he just, now he's not in the high chair anymore. He hasn't for a year or years, like, like as if he's not three, but he hasn't for like at least a year and a half or two, right? Like it's been a long, or a year and a half. It's been probably. a while. It's been a while. A long time. So now that he has the freedom to just sit on a little bench that we put up for him, he'll take a few nibbles and then he'll go away and then play and then come back when he wants to later on now at nighttime for dinner he'll just eat part of his dinner go play and then we're like all right time to get ready for bed he's like i'm hungry i'm like no dude no you guys notice that there's a lot of triggers for zach he's going through the whole day (laughs) yeah i'm going through the whole day i told you how much time do we have here man and i'm doing the extreme express version here right because look man we love this kid to death but the reality is the smarter they are the more irritating it can be because they know they know like what they can get away with. They try to push their limits. They understand the power in the words that they say, and they try to express it and use it and just, just exploit it. I and guess let me if bring you, will. you back. Let me bring you back to this. You brought up, I mean, you, those are all good points because your understanding, no matter how annoying it may be, that these are things that are developmentally appropriate, right? Yes. 
Yes. So basically when even a baby, a one-year-old or whatever it is, hits your face, how are you going to take that? Are you going to be like, that's not nice. That's mean. That's bad. You put them in timeout in the corner. But no, is it <laughs> but is it really? Is it really? Are you as the parent taking it personally? And are you tagging right. right. on those social factors in there? Because are they hitting you because they're frustrated and they don't know what words to use yet? Um, and are they being impulsive because they are young? Our brains don't fully develop until 18 to 25 years old, what it is, or you know a lot older, right? And you're talking about little kids and they just started their life, right? So you really have to go back to thinking about the development, right? What is the root? What is the root of this? Because it's not malicious. And I love how Zach's all like, well, they're doing this and that. Oh, it's so annoying. I don't like it. But Again, yeah. they have to go through these. Ace knows that, um, you know, this is probably for another episode, but it's okay if Ace says no. Yeah. But to what extent can we give him a reason why he's saying no? We, we don't want him to be a yes man, you know, things like that. Correct. So there, it's triggering. And that's what this episode's about. But how can we overcome that? And one of the strategies is that, we need to know, is it developmentally appropriate? And we need to see mm -hmm. it from a child's perspective. When a child hits you, what are they trying to communicate when they're that young? Because we're talking about little kids, toddlers, babies, and um, kids that are learning. We as adults actually tag on these things that their actions with a meaning, right? We tag on like, oh, that is bad when they're right. really just communicating, which is fine because we're teaching them that we really don't hit people when we want to get our way, right? But you also have to understand that it will, it might happen and that you need to repeat yourself and you need to teach them that th these are other things that you can do instead of hitting yourself or, or hitting me or daddy or something like that, right? That's just one of the things. So Zach, if you if you want to go back to kind of those triggers, but I do want to um, help us because for for me as well, you know, as a parent, I want to be able to um, talk about things that we can do to overcome this. So we've already mentioned taking things personally when your when your child says I don't love you or I don't like you one of the things is you're not my best friend anymore and I'm like ouch that hurts that's one of the things that he's saying right now you're not my best friend anymore it's impossible be like you're not my best friend either no it's, <laughs> it's no you're right you're right because there are and I've seen this more often than not unfortunately where people adults at least sorry adults with children will bring themselves down to their child's level and i'm like hold up dude that's not right exactly. you're supposed to try to elevate yeah. your child to where you are not to bring yourself down to their level as a as a fully developed brained adult there is no reason as to why you should succumb to your emotions and stoop your way down to that of a three-year-old think about that for a second i think the most powerful thing that you said from all the things that you just said right now is that do not take it personally and what you need to do, because there are a lot of things that irritate me with Ace. Do not get me wrong. Love the kid. Smart as heck. Love him to death. But he does a lot of irritating things. Now, the, how I maintain my composure, how I make sure that my patience is at an all-time high, is that I constantly remind myself that there is a reason as to why he does 
everything. Now, I'm not perfect. Sometimes I crack, okay? It's the nature of parenting, dude. There's no perfect parents exactly. here, right? Yep. But the easiest way to be very understanding when your kids are going through different emotions is to take a step back and be like, why is this kid doing this? Why? Don't take it personally, first and foremost, ever, ever. And then question, why are they doing this, right? Because when they're babies and they don't know how to communicate, the only way that they can tell you that something's wrong is they cry, right? And I think as they develop language, we forget that. We forget that. So they just now can, they can now communicate it with actual words. But when they're, when a baby is crying, they're hungry, they're tired, they need a burp, whatever it may be. Right. And when your child is older, we have to remember that when they do these certain things or they act in ways that we don't want them to act, it's the same exact thing. They're just a little bit older and they have a lot more words that they could communicate to you as to what is wrong. But when you just start getting pissed off because you're like, oh, why are they doing this? Why are they doing that? That's the problem. You say it like it's an attack, but you should be literally asking yourself, why are they doing that versus why are you doing that? Right. People say it more as an assault, as an attack, as to like to kind of like demean them like, hey, why are you doing that? Don't do that. That's bad. You should actually be literally thinking about it. Why are they doing that? Because only then when you could take a step back, get out of that emotional state of mind, switch on your logical brain and actually analyze the situation and what, up to let, what led up to those emotions, can you actually be like, oh, that cause or that, that is what caused this effect. So I need to de-escalate that situation and prevent that from happening in the future to the best of my ability. Now, it will never be perfect, okay? Kids are volatile, but you can highly mitigate those emotions moving forward as long as you really question what led up to that point, education is everything, man. Understanding is everything. But remember, they say knowledge is power. That's nonsense, dude. Application is power. Yes. Knowledge is just what helps you to apply the right. Propels the practices. power. Yeah. Correct. Correct. The knowledge is the catalyst, I guess you can say, right? But knowledge is not power because I could, ha I could have all the knowledge on earth. But if I don't apply any of it, is it power? No. My mind is just a vault of information. So knowledge is not in just action. power. Knowledge is the first step to, mm -hmm. to practical application in the right direction because we can all take action, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's the right one or the best one, the one that's most, most conducive mm -hmm. to the result that we're trying to produce here. So of all that you said, never take it personal and ask yourself, why are they doing this? And sometimes it's just that extra five to 10 seconds that you need to be like, yep, all right, exactly. good. So that's the difference between blowing up and doing something you're going to regret and actually handling it like an adult, because guess what? We are. Yeah. And we're <laughs> we teaching are. our kids and I'll give you a perfect um, short story. Actually, I think I was at either Walmart, the dollar store. I don't know where I was, Target somewhere. So this mom was pushing a car and there was this um, toddler probably about maybe one, one years old, let's say pretty small, um, nothing above one, a very small kid. And the mom had a lot of stuff in her cart and there was something sticking out of her cart that the little one was trying to get from, um, from behind. Right. And instead of the mom being curious or saying, um, um, Oh, no, thank you. Or what do you see? What are you, what are you looking at? Mom straight up, um, just said, can you stop? What, what are you doing? Can you stop doing that? Makes so, no sense. Here's another one too. Before you even get into another one, let me share a little story that my other cousin told me about a long time ago. And you know, this one mm -hmm. and it's super brief, it's not even a real story. It's just like, what the heck? Why? 
So a dad was walking his kid around in Disneyland. The kid had to be two to three years old or so, he, my cousin said. And he said that this dad was decked out in all this Disney stuff, right? Di- di- <laughs> Mickey ears, Disney shirt, cargo pants, dad love it. shoes, right? He was like full on dad mode, right? And he was holding the hand of his child who was consistently crying. And the dad didn't understand why, but he actually got fed up and he took a knee and he said, he grabbed him by the shoulders. He's like, why are you crying? This is the happiest place on earth. And I just started laughing because I'm like, are you kidding me? We cannot tell our kids how they need to feel. Our kids are going to feel how they feel based on their environment, their circumstances, what's happening internally in their mind, in their body. Yeah. We don't get to we don't get to tell them how they need to feel or how they should feel. We can put words to their emotions so that they can express what they're feeling, but we can't tell them. You need to be happy today because you it is 9 a.m. Exactly. It's no, 9 a.m. on a Tuesday. This is happy time, buddy. If you're not happy, you are wrong. You can't do that, dude. Mm. Shoot, man. We wait, Madonna. We are adults and we wake up in different moods, right? Everybody has bad days. Everybody has good days. Everybody has stressful moments and highs and lows. That's just that's how literally how our kids are, except yes. they're in just in their kid level. They don't know how to express it. They don't know what's going on in their head. Even adults don't know when they're stressed and they're blowing up on right. their spouse. They don't mm-hmm. know that they're actually stressed or feeling the way that they're fe- they feel sometimes. Imagine your child. Imagine all these things that they are still working on and they're still basically developing and learning about, right? That You brought up a good point because you're in control of your actions, your thoughts, mm-hmm. and your feelings. As an adult, as in real life, you're in control of your actions your feelings, and your um, thoughts. That's literally parenting. It is. That is. That's really what it is. To be completely honest with you, we could wrap this episode up right now if you wanted to. I know you have more that you want to discuss here, but I'm just saying like that right there, critical, extremely critical. Rewind that, like this part back, listen again and listen again, because I see too many parents out there speaking to their kids in a way that tells them how they're supposed to feel and to stop feeling a certain way versus understanding the emotion, talking them through it and asking why that happened so that they can best help it not happen in the future. That is the most productive way to raise a child with understanding. That is it. Because what happens if you are unable to regulate yourself and you put that on your child through your aggression, like through aggression, right? Mm -hmm. What's he going to do? He's going to believe that regulating your emotions is to act in that way and to put it on everybody else. Now, he might, he or she might not be like, oh, that's the way you're supposed to do it because my dad did it like that. At a subconscious level, you are just soldering in their mind. This is the way that it works. So what happens is that's the way that it works. And they're going to be like, you're going to be like, why do you do it like that? Right. When they're adults and what are they going to do? They're going to scratch their head and be like, I don't know. Like, that's just the way that my parents did it. So that's the way that I do it. Right. And that's how you create generational nonsense. Really. That is really what it is. If you want to have generational traditions, but that are not even traditions, it shouldn't be a tradition, but like, if you want to have these negative behaviors that carry on over generations and generations, don't question things. Just let it happen. That's called ignorance. That's ignorance, folks. If you don't question what's happening and you just blindly do things because that's just the way it is. That's choosing ignorance. That's unacceptable, man. As as adults, we need to take the reins and be in control of all things at all times. Like I said, it's not a perfect journey. But if we don't question things and 
critically analyze things, we are going to become victims of the past, right? If you if we don't learn the power to understand the past, we're more prone to do the same thing in the future, right? We're all very aware of that, which is why we learn like history in school, right? At least basic, a basic understanding as to what led up to this war, what led up to this battle, what led up to the hundreds of thousands so of lives again. that were lost it's because we did something stupid that we should make sure we never, ever, ever do again. Exactly. There's a lot of, there's a lot of things that carry over into real life situations, but a lot of people just don't connect those dots. With parenting, We're, right? That's yeah. what this is all with parenting, correct? And everything else in life, to be completely honest with you, man, there's parallels all over the world in all different areas and subjects and topics. And if you can make the right connections in the right way, guess what? You're winning. You're ahead of the curve. You're thinking critically. You're thinking like most people actually don't, unfortunately, right? And it's one thing that I said and. Um, I hate to say this, but like we're we're the smartest, most technologically advanced we've ever been, handed out more degrees than ever, yet we have the most ignorant people ever. It's insane. Uh, and I think we, people are becoming, we're just becoming very numb, mind numbed, I guess we can say, because of all the conveniences we have, because of all this, the social media, all the, the things that are supposed to connect us, which actually have had an adverse effect and actually disconnected us even more, Right. It's just that we have to start getting back and we have to start getting back into the driver's seat and taking control of all these things instead of just being in a it, like zombies. I guess that's the only way to describe it. We're just being like zombies and we're just letting things happen for the sake of letting things happen only to 20 years down the road, look back and be like, dude, what? <laughs> like, wait a minute, what, what happened here? And then you're like, wait a minute. Oh, I got, I, I should probably fix some of these things. Right. But by then it's too late because why? Now your kid is like 15 years old and has so many negative behaviors hardwired into his brain. He doesn't know why, but that's just the way he reacts mm -hmm. because your kid is going to act depending. And, and, and look, he's going to create his own little being and identity and all that stuff. Right. But what we do as they grow up is we try to hardwire as many positive things in their mind as possible so that they can make the best decisions moving forward when they're faced with that difficult decisions of should I do this around. or yeah. should I not? When I'm not around. Yes, mm -hmm. that is it. Too many part. people, like I said, going back to the conveniences that we have in the world, man, nobody, we could get anything we want in one to two days mm -hmm. online, click of a button. That's the reason why so many people cannot think past the length of their arm. That's the problem. If you do not think critically about the things that you are doing right now, you are going to negatively affect your children and they are going to take that behavior and practice it too in their future. And guess what? That is how generational things happen. And they're going to be good or they're going to be bad, but it's up to us. We're the one that sets the compass. We get to take the journey and we get to bring our kid with us. It's going to be in a good way or a bad way, but we're going on this journey like it or not. So mm -hmm. please choose the right path. Yeah. You have control of your actions and your feelings and what you do. And literally that's from a song that I share with the kids and even Ace when <laughs> when we're together um i'll have to link that in the show notes but that was very powerful yes so i this is a perfect spot to wrap things up guys um just to reflect back on what our kids do that trigger us there's a lot of things that our kids do that trigger us we have control over our actions we're the adults we can take a break we can pause in the moment, take a breath, as what Zach was saying, transition yourself. You have the tools as adults, and we have to help our kids and show them that we can do these things so it reflects on them and they can practice it as well. Patience, guys, and repetition, key things. Any last words, Zachy? 
Yep. Like I said, to sum it all up, practice on learning how to properly regulate your emotions so that you can teach your kid how to properly regulate theirs, period. That's what adults do. Yes. And if you found value from this episode, don't forget to um, hit that like. <laughs> I'm going to hit that like. Give us a five. Hit that like when it gets posted on Instagram. Yeah, there you, go. there you go. And five stars on whatever platform you guys are tuning into. <laughs> Share it with your spouse. Listen to it with your spouse and anyone that you guys think would find value in this as well. We'll see you guys on our next one. Actually, you know what? Hit us with any questions too. We yeah, love when we get questions. Go. Let me throw that in there too, man. Because look, we're all going through this journey together. Nobody's perfect. Madonna has a little edge on us because she has a development or a child development background, right? Yeah. So let us help you. If you have any questions about anything whatsoever, please ask, ask, ask away. If you, it gives us more content and it allows us to help you on a personal level. And that's exactly what this is all about. Helping you be the best parent that you absolutely can be. So if you have any questions about anything from parenting tips to developmental stuff to again like this episode the nitty-gritty hood of uh or nitty-gritty hood the nitty-gritty of parenting ask away we're here to help exactly we'll see you guys